0: Hey, welcome everybody to the We Hate Anime Podcast, uh, the only podcast that goes on hiatus for two months and then I have to bring it back from the dead single-handedly with yeah, my single, co-host. single, single, fuck you. <laughs> with my co-host, Titty Witty.
1: Yeah, wait, 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 that's me.
0: Yeah, So, uh, fun fact, podcast isn't dead. Uh, it, I mean, it is. I, we got it on life support right now. That's what we're doing. However, uh, Tid and I are the only people that actually work like the American dream of nine to five, Monday to Friday. Uh, we've been trying to get everybody else involved, but Sudoku's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I want to have the baby," and so now I got the baby, and I got no free time. I'm trying to be a responsible part. Fuck you! I don't watch anime anymore. Yeah, it's it's really weird watching uh, like the equivalent of a mental zoomer be a responsible dad. Like, I didn't expect <laughs> this to happen. The most and I responsible I can, I can,
1: for all of us. God damn I
0: can trash. Like, I can trash talk him all I want, dude. Because like nobody else is here. It's just you and me. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah, is, is there anything you want to say about, like, do you want to, like, do you want to rip into Frog about, like, the fact that he runs Mystic Mind de- decks or something?
1: <laughs> well, I haven't played, against Frog yet, but uh, one time when I told him, hey, do you want to edit this video? He was like, you know what? I'm kind of busy right now. I'll let you know. And he never did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: tell you, though, um, because Mike's getting into, he's getting into another card game.
1: I oh, have this no. video.
0: I need, to, I need to send it to you. It's, like, three minutes long. And it pretty much summarizes why I'm never gonna play another card game in my life that isn't like what poker.
1: What have you played before?
0: Uh, so I played Magic briefly. Uh, I played mm. Magic back when infect decks were a thing. I've played Pokemon back in like 2002. So I heard it got a lot better. Mm. Um, those those are like the big ones. Uh, there's there's been like miscellaneous card games since, but like we're gonna talk about like what sits on the table, like that what people played because there was like uh rage of Baja I played that for a while, but guess what? Yeah. Nobody else did.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: Um but yeah no it's a video it's like three minutes long where turn one of the Yu-Gi-Oh like actual game, like the, the <laughs> one that everybody's loving right now.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: Uh it's turn one, it's three minutes long and it's sped up by like times three. <laughs> Uh, a guy in one turn draws his entire damn deck and gets a monster up to like 99,000 hit points or like attack points. And it crashes the game and causes his opponent to lose immediately. Turn that, one.
1: that does sound like modern Yu-Gi-Oh! It's the one reason why I want to get into the game because everyone is like, oh, it has no resources. It's great. It's very fast paced. I'm like, if it has no resources, there's no tempo to it. I don't want it. It's just stupid. Uh, well, but no, yeah. like I... No, uh, right. I recently reinstalled magic arena myself because i was i was like you know what i burned out because i kept using the same deck because uh, i played ranked so you know what i'll just experiment with all the colors i'll see what i can do i reinstalled the fucking game what did i do i got back to my old deck played a few games and I was like wait a minute that's stupid
0: i i can tell you right now like so you got magic the gathering and you have uh games workshop with Warhammer forty thousand, uh, apparently they they've started really liking Age of Sigmar right now. But like, oh no, forty k is their bread and butter, hands down. Um, and and a big issue I have, and I, I see this happen all the time, is I'll go to I'll go to my local card shop. Which fun fact, your local card shop, if they carry Magic the Gathering and they carry Games Workshop, eighty percent of their profit is going to come from Magic the Gathering. I mean, now, yeah, th- probably. They're not surprised. No, that's, that's not even a joke. I've talked to a bunch of game shops and a lot of them are like, yeah, we only carry uh, Warhammer 40K so you people shut up. Like, we can't even make a profit on it.
1: We carry <laughs> Warhammer 40K so you come in, look at the prices of that and then buy a Magic Booster pack instead.
0: No, basically, that's exactly what happens. Um, I know, because Magic... that's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... it's um. So I, I see these people like every time a Magic the Gathering launch party comes out and I'm not... Understand, I'm not going to dab on somebody for their financial situation. But I don't think I've ever seen a guy uh, who plays Magic the Gathering drive a car worth more than like $9,000. <laughs> and, and understand, like, <laughs> I, I'm i not singling people out here and being like, oh, yeah, only poor people play Magic the Gathering. But I'm saying, like, there is probably a financial demographic for Magic the Gathering. And Magic the Gathering is super predatory to those people. Yep. Uh, Because what is it, like, every three months, an entire pack like an entire era of cards rotates out of uh competition
1: entire set yeah so basically the rotation is uh, anything for the past six sets i believe so a year and a half that's valid and after uh after that it can only be played in standards for in formats like modern or legacy or shit that uses you know all the cards up to a certain year so uh yeah good luck
0: well and, and i kind of i understand to an extent because somebody i think i watched like a breakdown video by mistake once where somebody's like, here's why we can only do this 18 months. He's like, here's my Liliana Vest card from 7 years ago and here's the current deck rotations. If I were to play Liliana, it was like, actually I think it was blue decks. I think he was talking about blue decks specifically. He's like, if, if we were to allow to have these cards from 7 years ago with the current meta, I would never lose.
1: It's always the blue decks and I'm saying that's as someone who plays black-blue.
0: No, I uh, when I played, I will say I played monochrome black and oh. you would you would have to get me out kicking and screaming because I hated blue players. Blue players are actually <laughs> there's there's a type. Um there's a type for blue players. And blue pa- players tend to be people who might have been intelligent in elementary school. Like they may have been like your kid is so gifted. He's t- in the second grade and he's reading at the fifth grade level. He knows how um, to multiply in grades too. That's amazing. Y- yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's those kids who then got an ego and for the rest of their life because they slightly got ahead of the rest of their classmates because they didn't have after school activities like Taekwondo or something. Yeah. Um, they have a false sense of superiority. Those are the people that play Blue Decks and I want to fight them.
1: Morph just putting me as a single co-host on this show today and shooting me right in the face. Thanks. <laughs> just...
0: All right, Sudoku, again. I got I got two, one bullet, two bullets, one for me and one for you. I'll shoot myself first and then I'll get you. No, uh, but but yeah, and and so Games Workshop is actually like doing the exact same thing. Um, I know they, COVID was big for Games Workshop. Uh, COVID was like the most financially successful era for Games Workshop.
1: Now we know who's responsible.
0: Well, yeah, right? Be, well, they, I mean, probably because all their product comes out of China. Um, Fun fact, I actually know a couple of recasting websites Um, I will always advocate for piracy and Games Workshop has gotten too much of an ego lately, so if you want third party recasts, just come find me on Discord and I'll I'll get you the links
1: We've got a 3D printer ourselves, but we mostly use it for tabletop RPG figurines I think my roommate tried to get himself uh, Imperial Guard army printed, because fuck buying 200 models just to deal 5 damage in one turn but yeah.
0: Dude, I play orcs. Um, my issue with 3D printers, and this is as somebody who actually paints models, 3D printers are not as good for painting models as you'd think, unless you want to really over bake your models. And what I mean oh, by yeah. that is you have to print your models and generally you don't want to hollow them at all. Like if if you're if you're printing a model that you intend to paint, you're not gonna hollow it at all. And then when you put it under your uh when you put it under your UV your UV lamp, you wanna bake it for like probably five, 10 minutes to the point where it's like brittle enough that it's going to break because otherwise the model's going to eat your paint.
1: Yeah. The resin um, is kind of bad for that, right? Since it's liquid. Makes yeah. Sense. And,
0: and, and, and the same thing happens, uh, right now. So you have, I would say Warhammer games workshop is number one played tabletop RPG right now. And then I would say number two is probably Battletech mm-hmm. and number three is Warhammer or War Machine Hordes. Um, Resin models, which Games Workshop has a couple of resin models, it eats your primer. If you don't prime those models, you're gonna be painting and you'll do your base layer, and then all of a sudden, like half your base layer will have seeped into the resin. Yeah, no, that's that's not a joke. So everyone's like, oh yeah, 3D printers are gonna, they're gonna ruin, you know, they're gonna ruin the, the hobby. It's like, no, that those plastic molds are good. Like, they are very good quality. They are designed to be painted on. They are great. So You know, I'm okay with piracy, but like if you think a 3D printer, especially if you paint miniatures, is going to be a good idea, it's not.
1: Yeah, that's why I said we just do uh, characters for tabletop. Yeah, 10 minutes of us talking about tabletop ship, you can tell that this podcast is on fucking live support and Mike has power of attorney, (laughs) so you can't pull the plug.
0: (laughs) No, it's, it's, I told you, uh, I told you flat out that we weren't really, I mean, we're going to talk about cyberpunk. We're going to talk about cyberpunk and we're going to talk about Little Mermaid and the, oh, and Isakai Uncle.
1: Little Mermaid is not an anime. What the fuck?
0: No, no, it's, it's so, you know, because I still hang out in all the spheres because I'm going to be honest with you, dude, the right has better memes than the left. Sure. So, I, Go so I'm going to I'm going to hang out with the most racist, repulsive human beings on the planet because their meme slaps so much harder than everybody else's.
1: The economy makes you do that. Yeah. The, the cyberpunk like, gets into that as well.
0: <laughs> well, like, like I, I need you to understand, like, you know how the left always makes the joke about how like right wing people only have one joke. So like, yeah. oh, yeah, you guys only have one joke, and that's trans suicide. I need you to understand, y'all only have one joke, too, and it's trans rights. That's not a joke, I hope. Well, no, but it's not, that's like a slogan. Like, it, you, you guys only got one slogan. It's like, the right is so full of hate that they got a new meme every single day.
1: <laughs> need to stay on the edge of the fucking hate economy. Yeah, I can see that, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah no so it's like it's like i'm like oh boy um these people are bad people but damn those edits of gachi <laughs> mochi porn are great
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yes actually uh see if anyone hates my accent th- this episode you'll have it even more i've got a dental suture jabbing the edge of my tongue for the past five days and i fucking
0: hate it <laughs> so I, I got a question for you um mm-hmm. do people actually complain about your accent uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh,
1: recently, one of my videos got fucking pirated to Billy Billy, the fucking Chinese equivalent of YouTube. <laughs> and half of the comments after I put them through Google Translate were, where the fuck is this guy from? I can't even speak English and he's even worse.
0: Wait, you got posted on Billy Billy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that's how you know you made it. You made it to Billy Billy. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I I won't even complain about the piracy because it links the original video. I'm like just holy shit. If some Chinese guys wants to contact me to get this subs, I can get him the script in five seconds. I got all of them <laughs> saved. Just please.
0: <laughs> um, gosh, I I I feel bad though because like I I know there is a um there is a certain level of like the accent that causes problems with people. Like they they have a hard time getting over it. Mm-hmm. But that's it, it, it's something where it's like, dude, you you just have to grow up. Like. I understand that you hear somebody speaking English, like, with an accent or poorly, and it drives you absolutely ballistic. But it's like, guess what you sound like in their country?
1: Americans just sound like movies.
0: Yeah, it's 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 depressing. By the way, did you know that was a thing? Um, all American movies have this, like, weird... Unless the movie is, like, specifically a period piece, like, uh, it takes place in Alabama or something like that. A period piece in Alabama?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, there's, there's a... There's a term for it. I think it's called like the uh, the Atlantic accent or something. It's a fake oh, yeah. accent that Hollywood created.
1: I mean, I can believe that because it has the same cadence and feel to it as theater kids who try to read their fucking play about, I don't know, farting into a cake that takes three acts in the very pompous and in a clear tone to make sure the audience understands. The Hollywood accent is very similar to that.
0: Yeah, and it's called the Mid-Atlantic Accent. So it was it's an artificial accent that was created. And Wait, was created Hollywood is like, on the
1: West Coast. Why is it, the fuck is it Atlantic? Atlantic is in the East.
0: <laughs> I got no idea, man. I, I really don't. Um, speaking of Hollywood, though, I, I have a theory. And I wish Mike was here so that he could, like, threaten to murder me. Because I, I think I'm going to say it to you, and you're just going to agree with me. Okay. Um. So right now, uh, people are apparently... Unhappy with the little mermaid casting. I don't know. Have you, have you heard this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about it? No, him?
1: never. People being mad about the black actress? No, I
0: would never. Impossible. Um, you know, first off, I, I don't think I've seen like a live action Disney movie since The Jungle Book when like I, the, the, the two working neurons in my brain put two and two together and I said, oh yeah, these are, these exist solely for copyright protection. Because <laughs> you, you know that's why they're doing that, right? Yeah, of course. It's IP protection. Why else? Yeah, it's it's uh, copyright protection. That's what Disney's good at. That's what Disney's known for. Live um, action Lion King, which is full ECG. Oh man, that was terrible. I I think actually I did see the Lion King, but like, I I you know I, I these movies aren't for me. Um, but people are losing their mind. Uh, the the constant joke that I see, and this is this is a repeated regurgitated joke that the right likes to use, is they get told they need a ginger, uh, they need a ginger actress, but the casting director is dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, um I actually have it. I have a different theory, actually. Uh-huh. All right, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Uh Redheads don't got no damn money.
1: Well, no, they're Irish. Why would they have money? All they've got yeah, is potatoes exactly. and
0: bombs. They spend it spent all potatoes and car bombs. Um, no, no, uh... Oh, speaking I, of, I,
1: yeah,
0: happy fucking whatever to all the Irish people.
1: The Queen is fucking dead.
0: Uh, I'm actually more excited for the Egyptians.
1: Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Honestly, we can what? be excited for the entire world right now. No,
0: no, no, you know why I'm excited for the Egyptians, right?
1: I mean, I know what the British did. Oh, do, you, do you mean they can take all the things back from the British Museum?
0: No, 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 no. Um, so you you know the Queen killed Princess Diana, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, do you know why she killed Princess Diana? Because she's a bitch. She was dating an Egyptian.
1: Oh, she was like why, an Egyptian. And that's why she got crushed.
0: Well, that was the joke when uh, Prince Henry or Prince Harry, uh, when he started dating like that one chick, like Angela Merkel or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um. She, the joke, like, because you all see, whenever you see a picture of the queen looking at her, like the queen had like a look of pure disgust on her face. Wow, what a surprise. And it was like, I killed my own daughter for less. was like the caption. <laughs> Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. No. It's. uh, I I guess everybody online celebrating. I don't actually care. So you know, if if you're happy, the queen's dead. More power to you. I care because I fucking
1: work for the British. Every time I turn my work mic on, I hear the automated. We're very sorry for the passing of her queen like, Fuck off.
0: Um, I will say though I have heard some horror stories about uh, people now in the UK now that the Queen's dead that they're really worried about what the government's going to do like during the time of mourning. Uh huh. Like, like, have you have, wait? Have you heard about this? No, go on. I I need okay. to hear I, this to verify this. I, I, Mike's gonna lose his mind because like the one time he's not here, it's a political podcast. Um. So so the Queen's dead, and so they have like they they created a bank holiday uh for her death and yep, that bank 19th. holiday was spun well no it was it was spontaneous it was like yeah we're gonna have a bank holiday this day whatever mm-hmm. and a bunch of people got uh surgeries that they had had scheduled 10 months in advance canceled
1: yeah yeah that happened uh the bank holiday is 19th the monday and uh, every time i'm at work i'm like oh yeah we'll call back monday and everyone uh, my, the customer is silent for a second and they're like but that's the queen's funeral and i was oh yeah right i forgot sorry <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I I, I heard uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That they're really worried that the um, that they're going to pass a pass a bunch of laws through parliament and uh, stuff like that. Like I, I have heard that the queen passing is going to be an attempt uh, by the state to take more power away from the people.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But the entire affair is a lot of the UK government showing their ass. Uh, aside from the, you know, fun fact that the queen met the new prime minister and she fucking died a few hours later, which is great. <laughs> uh, it's also the fact like you know, suddenly the UK trains say, "Oh yeah, if you miss your last train home after the funeral, you can sleep in our trains for free." And it's like, oh, so there is shelter available for the homeless people. You just fucking never did it, huh? Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs>
0: Hey man, you could be like us in America, where we just put spikes wherever a homeless person might sleep. No, oh, the British do that too. Homeless, homeless people can't get a hold of mattresses really cheap.
1: Well, that, that's because they can tear the tag off them, right? That's illegal.
0: Well, no, that's 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 the thing is like if you um, so they put a bunch of spikes to stop the homeless people from like sleeping under bridges and whatnot instead of you know like putting better funding towards homeless projects. Wow. Uh, so they would just like raid uh, mattresses out of dumpsters and throw them on the spikes.
1: I mean, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, there, There is hostile architecture everywhere. Uh, recently, when we've been in uh, Wrocław, uh, here in Poland, the, the benches there were just, you know, this oldest train station that looks like a fucking castle in a Hollywood movie, just architecture that is 500 years old, all the benches, metal with holes and armrests. Like, fuck you.
0: Yeah, the armrests are the ones where it's like, you know they don't want somebody to lay down there and sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't get it because like normal human beings sleep. Like I'm, I'm in airports all the time for my job mm-hmm. and you, you just look uh, and and people are sleeping. Dudes in business suits are sprawled across four benches sleeping. That's me. So, yeah, so I, I don't get it. Um, but but back to the Little Mermaid, um, gingers make up like uh, redheads, uh, people with red hair make up like 0.3% of the population. Uh, oh, no. are, are we uh, getting
1: into diversity statistics now? No, oh, no,
0: no, 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 no. So they ain't got no money. 0.3% of the population. How many famous redheads do you know? Like, how many famous redheads are there? It's like Carrot Top. That's it.
1: Uh, Alexander the Great from the Fate series? No, 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 no. <laughs> currently
0: alive. Currently alive. Okay. Carrot Top. Uh, That's it. That's all you got. We got Carrot Top.
1: I mean, yeah. David Bowie died.
0: <laughs> yeah, David Bowie's dead. We got Carrot Top. So, uh, and Carrot Top is currently, like, on so much trend below, it's it's even funny. So they don't got no damn money. So if we replace one demographic with another that tends to spend more money, we're gonna make more <laughs> money.
1: I mean, yeah, sure, that that works.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't feel like that. You know, like because uh, I'm, I'm sure you were worried when I brought up the little mermaid. I was gonna like critical race theory or something, but no, no, I'm, no. I'm no. I,
1: I know you're better than that. But at the same time, I'm very ashamed that you know me well enough that you pose any. No matter how bullshit theory, as long as it rests on, okay, but they do this as a way to extract capital, I'll be like, yeah, you know what, I can believe that.
0: (laughs) Mike's listening to this a week from now, and he's like, why? He's like, I let Moth have the reins twice now, and he did an abortion movie, and he talked about critical race theory in The Little Mermaid.
1: Don't tell the Mike. but we're trying to make him pull the plug. He has the power.
0: I like you guys. I, I do. I just wish that you and I were the only ones who ever had any free time because we could record this episode like, what, three weeks ago? I feel really fucking stupid because last
1: time I was on this podcast, was uh, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I won't be here for the next episode or two. I'm getting married. And this is the next episode. <laughs> Fuck you guys.
0: <laughs> By the way, congratulations on the marriage. Thank you. Thank you.
1: It was great. I never want to do it again.
0: Yeah, that's actually my wife and I were talking about that. Uh, I want to say like two months ago. And for anybody listening, who's like planning on getting married, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I've, I've met like one, maybe two bridezilla's in my entire life that have to have their like marriage about them. Mm -hmm. I would say most people just want the fact that they're married out of the way so they can get the tax benefit. Like, yeah. So there's nothing wrong doing like just a justice of the peace wedding or doing like a small chapel with like eight members of your family.
1: We've been together for nine years. The Lotus hasn't got up, but the issue in our case was that, yeah, we want to just, you know, a small wedding, the close family, some friends, that's nice. Okay, Tid, what is the closest family for you? Oh, it's 80 people. My dad has eight siblings. All of them have families. I have good relationships with all of them. Some of them flew from fucking USA here to get here. I can't diss that. (laughs) Damn.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's how the Mormon wedding was too. Like uh, on my family side, it was like me... Uh, my family and then my uncle and one of my aunts, because like nobody was going to fly to Germany to see me get married. Oh, um, and then my, and then my wife's family, meanwhile, so like my whole wedding party was like maybe nine people in total. My -hmm. wife's wedding party was like 40.
1: So we had the gender swapped version of what we had.
0: Yeah, basically it's like Mormons are (laughs) eco-terrorists. We are, we are invasive species. Oh, we absolutely are. We came into like every single one of your cities, took your white women, and left when you exiled <laughs> us with your women.
1: <laughs> like the Romans did. Keeping population life.
0: We had a seven to one female to male ratio by the time we got to Utah and we knew it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. All right, so huh. story time. Before before we talk anime, do you want to do yeah, story sure. time? Go on. All right. All right. Those of you who don't know, everybody should know. Um, my job is I go out to the middle of nowhere and fix medical equipment and I'm incredibly good at my job. However, I always get stories, uh, whenever I go out into the middle of nowhere and I'm not going to tell you where I was for any of these stories because the communities are so small that if for whatever reason you could pinpoint where I was, you could probably dox these people. Um, so one of the places I have to get to, you have to fly a plane into another city. So you have to get on Alaska airlines. You have to fly a plane. Out to the middle of nowhere. No no cell service whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then you have to find a private charter. And pay them. To fly to the town that I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this town has a population so small. Like you could have like a, a Motel 6. In the middle of nowhere. With like 50 rooms. And the population wouldn't even fill that Motel 6.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm sitting here. And I'm sitting here waiting for my flight. And I sit down. And a woman comes in and this woman looks like, uh, she kind of looks like a human boiler. Like she was really short. She was really stout. And she just, she looked like she was 600 pounds crammed into four foot, like seven body size. Mm-hmm. Like, And I don't mean like she was like uber fat or anything. I just felt like she was dense. Like I felt like if I tried to lift her up, I couldn't because like in this small frame, there was like. Her, 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 like every uh muscle or like every mole- molecule in her body was worth like three normal molecules. She was a big girl. Yeah, that, that, that no, I, I, no, but that's not the thing. It's like it's not that she was a big girl. I would say she was a compressed girl.
1: <laughs> okay, you just who yeah, so could, could feel the power radiating off from
0: her. Yeah, I could. I could feel like the the density of a neuron star just looking at her. And I'm like this, I understand. I'm not calling her fat. I'm just saying like she looked dense physically.
1: Yeah, getcha.
0: Oh, yeah. So she comes in. She looks like she just got hit by like an ice cream truck uh, mm-hmm. because she like limps in and she goes up to the front counter and she looks at the guy. and She's like, I want to go home. And now understand, like this airline flies to like seven villages. So home is a very vague term. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's like, OK, you got any money? And she's like, no, he goes, well, this ain't a charity. He's like either, you know, get the council to pay for you or get out of here. And uh, she goes, call my man. And so I kind of start zoning out at this point because I think I was playing Parkitect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hear the phone call and the guy's like, hey, uh, are you so and so? And it's a one way phone call. I can't hear what the guy's saying. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I got a woman here. Says you're her man. And then he pauses. Like, I'm not sure. And he's like, is your name? I think he said like Rhonda or something. He's like, is your name yeah. Rhonda? And she's like, yeah, it pauses. And I hear the guy say, he's like, well, I can't smell her from here. and uh the woman yells like damn it daniel i'm sober and uh so i kind of get the feeling that she like went on a bender uh because a lot of these villages are dry villages where you can't drink so you have to like leave the village to go get drunk yep um so like damn it damn it daniel i'm sober like just just pay the man i want to come home and uh so you know i guess the guy must have paid for her because mm-hmm. she then like sat down across from me and just started sitting there. I think she got up to smoke like twice. Uh, well, I, my boss calls me and tells me that I'm spending the night in the village I'm staying at. So I had to run back to my hotel in the Great. city I was staying at, go get my clothes. And so I missed what happened. Mm-hmm. But in like the 10 minutes I was gone, I opened the door. And this guy, like the guy who runs this airline is actually like, a pretty mellow human being. He's like pretty mentally like, you're, you're okay. You're like, he's a pretty mental, like mellow guy. Yeah, He is screaming At the top of his lungs like Get the hell out of here If you don't leave <laughs> In the next five seconds I'm calling the cops And the woman's like Screaming at him She's like No F you I paid And uh Like they're screaming Back and forth She's like We paid He's like I'm refunding Your damn husband Get out of here <laughs> Um And the woman's like Screaming at him And uh The guy like Looks at uh One of the bag boys That loads the planes With the luggage mm-hmm. and he, looks, he looks at me, He goes Damn it She drank all the Hand sanitizer <laughs> Just, god uh, yeah so i'm, I'm dying because like i just come back and i hear this guy yell at a woman drink all the hand sanitizer and uh, she like runs out of the uh, she runs out of the airport like as fast as she can. And it's like the last I saw of what happened there. It was like, what did I miss?
1: And we never saw her again. Yeah, the yeah. Bend- benders do, do do that to you. Uh, there is the old joking pawn that you're not 18 unless you've woken up on a fishing c- ship going to Norway or something. After you woke up, uh, actually, uh, since it's story time, it's a very similar uh, story here. Uh, this is regarding my wedding the, the day after we always have an after party they call it poprawine so basically uh, uh, fix it uh, in Polish which basically means you get all the food you get all the alcohol that was left over and you finish that shit okay. problem was we were in a hotel uh, and they added more so after we everything was done, uh, most people don't drink on that day because, you know, they're in cars, they need to get home uh, and such. But the day after, we get a bill from the hotel staff, and I say, okay, you know, for wedding, this was this much, the service, the food, and uh, for the after party, uh, I don't know how to tell you guys this, 84 bottles of vodka. we are like, wait, wait, who was actually oh, drinking no. that? It was my dad, my uncle, my father-in-law, uh my, my my wife's father uh i think that's it i think they, that that's just them they went
0: through 84 <laughs> bottles yeah holy crap and like you know vodka for those of you who don't drink or don't know like i think vodka starts at like what 60 proof
1: uh, uh yeah 30 percent. yeah that, that would be about yeah. it was about 35 or 40 i believe
0: And I assume you guys, um, I don't actually know how it is in Poland, but I assume like most of your bottles of vodka started about like uh, 0.75 liters.
1: Uh, Halves or 0.7s are the most common, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so like, understand, between like five people, they probably drank 40 liters of vodka in one day. Yep. (laughs) That is...
1: uh, And after a party during which they already drank quite heavily.
0: Yeah, holy cow, man, like... Oh, I just cause we always joke about the fact that like nobody can outdrink a US Marine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like the fun fact is, like, as somebody who has like a bunch of US Marines that I hang out with and stuff, um, those guys will drink like a fifth of rum and then they'll be like, oh yeah, I was totally wasted, man. It's like, nah. You don't outdrink Polish people. <laughs> you you will never put in as much beer as a German, and you will never put out as much vodka as like an Eastern Bloc Soviet.
1: Sad but true. The worst part about me, it is that I remember back in the day when I was like 18, 19, I could out drink uh, my dad quite easily, but ever (laughs) since I moved out, I only drink at weddings and funerals, so my tolerance just went through the floor.
0: You know, I'm I'm proud of you though, Um, as somebody who (laughs) hasn't drunk in probably close to two decades at this point, like I'm proud of you. Yeah. No, I, uh, I actually have an addictive personality, so like I try to keep the number of vices uh, down to a minimum. Right now, it's like pretty much just caffeine and working out.
1: You're telling me that I've been smoking a vape all the, the past half hour here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Um. So we got story time out of the way. Uh, we got the Little Mermaid out of the way, and we crapped on people who play Magic the Gathering. I think it's been a pretty productive episode for just thirty minutes. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do we, so do we want to talk about Isakai Uncle before we talk about Edge Runner?
1: Hell yeah. Actually, um, with Isakai Uncle, I think the last episode we watched was four. So like, I got, oh. got, got a good handle on that, but I'm not sure Yoof. what's after that.
0: So, okay. So I'm, I'm just going to fill you in and then we'll fill the audience in. And this mm-hmm. is not how we should probably do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, You know how he has that rewind ability where yep. he can retell the thing? Mm-hmm. So they do something uh, that's very typical for these types of animes, because this is a harem. Like, at the end of the day, this, this anime is a harem. He gets three women by, I want to say, episode seven that all, like, tag along, and, you know, they they, they insult him, but they all want to bone him.
1: It's a beautiful harem because it has two harem protagonists who realize the other one is dense and doesn't know shit about love, but not about
0: themselves. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good, but, um... Oh, man, I, I loved... I loved when his uncle was talking about the plot of Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to explain He's like, did you know really Asuka likes Kaji <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but he has that rewind ability so he starts rewinding because uh, they basically do like an etchy episode I think it was like mm-hmm. episode 6 is where they do like this etchy episode where he like strips both the ice princess and the elf and like all this stuff Um, normally you get those episodes in a harem and that's like 100% fan service and it's just there for the fans
1: yeah just for the
0: titties yeah, just for the titties. And like to an extent, there was a lot of that there. Um, not that either of those girls are like super sexually drawn. They definitely go for more of like the gal approach where it's like, look at their faces while this happens. I mean um,
1: I I I would dig down the elf. I'm not gonna lie.
0: That, yeah, I I mean, uh and honestly, I like the Ice Princess, but in episode six, she starts having like weird pet play fetish stuff going on. Oh, oh no. Where she's like, if I don't have to work, I'll be a dog for you, Ugu. <laughs> oh no, oh no, I know that girl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. She needs work. um so, uh, so episode six, they do that. They do a harem episode where it's like, oh, you know, we're in a hotel room together. Look at me getting the wrong situations over and over and over again. Uh, but his nephew and his girlfriend are watching the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so the entire time it keeps switches between like these looks of just sheer judgment and like, <laughs> what is wrong with my uncle? So it's it's they they do uh, they do do the harem episode, um, but then they do it like in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, look, uh, normal people think harem episodes are weird. Mm -hmm. So it's it's good. Uh, Isekai Uncle. So for those of you who don't know, it's uh, I feel like describing an anime as like it's an isekai, but is pretty much describing every isekai out there.
1: But, it's yeah, a, he, he heard, uh, it's it's an isekai, but also a reverse isekai, because he, he comes back. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
0: it, it's an isekai, but he's a vending machine. Like, it, it's yeah. just, there's so much isekai. It's an isekai, but he goes back to his own time by healing time and sticks a hot poking iron in the princess's vajayjay. It's an
1: isekai, but actually he didn't travel to this world. It's just fantasy, you fuck!
0: <laughs> yeah, so... uh yeah, it's it's I I don't like it. I I don't like Isakai's. Actually, the one last season I really enjoyed. Um, it was uh, the one where he was a mob character. He get he got reincarnated into his little sister's Otome game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, watched that
1: for the seasonal. I remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, it was like a complete. I wasn't here for the seasonal. Uh, it was a total matriarchy, and uh, I love that one. That was actually a pretty good, Isakai.
1: <laughs> God, I but, wish I could be treated as an object by a woman. God damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Give me that Benny Jesuit wife. <laughs> but uh no so isekai uncle the premise is uh, a guy gets isekai but his body stays behind uh in a coma mm-hmm. and then he spends i think it's 20 years because it was like 1998 to 2018 i want to say i think it was uh, 17 because he was 17
1: when he got uh got he didn't even know he has a nephew and now his nephew is like 18
0: so something that. Like yeah so, it's, um, so he'd been in a coma for 20 years. Uh, I think it was 1997, because that was when Sega was still kicking and they weren't in their death throes, which is yeah. weirdly relevant to this. <laughs> oh, so he my get, first he love
1: look- was Sonic and Tails. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so 1997, he gets put into a coma and he wakes up 20 years later and he swears he's from an isekai. Uh, or he swears he got isekai'd. And uh, his, uh, his, co- his nephew doesn't believe him. And he's like trying to cast magic in his hospital room and he can't. Uh, and then he figures out how to talk to the spirits in the human world again, like our world. Yeah, and just so,
1: Japanese you fuck.
0: Yeah, and so he's, uh, he's a really good... Uh, he's a, he, he, he won, basically. When he was in the other world, he became the ultimate hero, and he did everything the ultimate hero needed to accomplish. Uh, but and, and so he comes back, and he's still completely socially inept, and you found out that he was like totally socially inept the whole time he was there, too. Everyone no, mistreated him and hated him because uh, it was a world full of beautiful people. Yeah, and he looks and like he, a
1: typical guy, who, so they thought, oh, no, it's an orc.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but and, and you'll discover this, I want to say, episode 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out that when you get Isekai, the god of the world grants everybody a gift. Typical, yeah. Yeah, so apparently a lot of people at Isekai before him. Uh, so everybody gets a gift, and... The god got bored and put the gift on automated. So, like when you showed up, like the first thing you wished for is what you got. <laughs> and his uncle wished for the ability to understand what everybody was saying. Ah, I so see. he has, uh, so he has, he has the ability to translate. Um, but the the because because everybody has to get a, shi- uh, a stupid isekai power that's broken. Yeah, of course. His isekai power is that he can communicate with anything. And so he starts communicating with the spirits that control magic in the world.
1: Oh, that's how he got, got so broken. Because yeah, yeah he, he's the only one invoking spirits so far. That's true.
0: Yeah, and, and he will be the only one who invokes spirits. So cool. uh, it's that's actually so really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he has a broken power, but it's like the dumbest thing imaginable. Uh, but it's it's my anime this season, hands down. Uh, out of everything we're watching this season, weirdly enough, I dropped a lot this season. Why did it's you drop? pretty much, uh, well, there was um, Shine On, Bakamatsu Boys I dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was the biggest one. I could look because pretty much everything on Crunchyroll I dropped. I dropped Tokyo Mew Mew. Uh, I dropped Call of the Night. You
1: dropped Call I, of the Night?
0: Why? Come on, because it's just fan service. It's it's. I don't like mental masturbation that exists for lonely guys to like feel not lonely for a bit. I'm not lonely, but I, damn, I wish a
1: woman kicked me out of the window and grabbed me to the air and then dragged my ass across the night sky. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Uh, I pushed my luck with my wife and watched Vermilion Gold for as long as I could with her.
1: Uh huh. That that uh, bored me to tears in
0: the first episode. I love that. I love that so much, man. I I like. I'll admit, like I don't like mental <laughs> masturbation, and I don't like stupid stuff that's just like look giant titties on a show. Like I I don't want to. Physical the day... masturbation though. <laughs> I, like, at the end of the day, I am a monkey in a human body. And so, like, you know, hey, I see Succubus with giant titties and lazy eyes. I want to watch this anime.
1: I'm not going like, to lie. I wish Miss Vermilion a lot of fan art, but I'm not going to watch that. I
0: Yeah, I wish Vermillion and Gold a lot of fan art. but And, yeah, it does get boring. It it doesn't have a good animation budget. It's just there for ecchi. Um But that female lead is perfect. 10 out of 10 character design. I'm
1: not going to lie, yeah, that's true. I think with that, the, the thing that put me off was like, uh, it got me exactly what I expected, and then there was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a fight, and then you don't even see that. And I was like, oh, oh, I see. Now going to give me that, huh? Okay.
0: Well, at one point, one of the characters drinks an in invisibility potions. They don't have to animate her like sneaking past a dragon, or a, a Cerberus. Um. <laughs> oh. No, so Vermilion and Gold, I I kind of liked, but I like I could tell I was pushing my limit with because I watch all my stuff with my wife. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I still haven't watched Baki to this day is because my wife hates Baki.
1: Oh, oh yeah. no. Um, I mean, I haven't so, seen it either. <laughs> not, so we dropped Vermilion
0: and Gold. Um, we dropped it. We just we pretty much just dropped everything this season. The only things we're watching is Maiden Abyss, Isekai Uncle, and I think there's like oh the new season of Overlord congratulations it took us four seasons and 10 years for him to meet a new player oh shit that's a mix up yeah so 10 years four seasons and he finally ran into another player i
1: only watched the first season i don't intend to go on but hey nice uh Something it, happening
0: it, it, it's 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 i don't know as far as these guys go because everything's an east guy now it's overlord's not bad it's it's i'm, I'm trying to figure out how i would define overlord um it's kind of like when I was a kid, I enjoyed watching Dexter's Laboratory, <laughs> and I enjoyed watching a lot of the shows that were on Cartoon Network and whatnot. Uh huh. And if Ed, Ed, and Eddie came on, I wouldn't turn it off, but I didn't care to watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And that's how I feel about Overlord, is like, if a new episode comes out and I got nothing else I'm watching at the time, I'll watch the new episode of Overlord. Mm, I see.
1: I mean, oh. I appreciate the main character being a skeleton, that's always a plus, but... Mm.
0: Well, the last Isekai where it was a giant skeleton was terrible. Oh, no. Skull Knight in Another World or whatever it was called.
1: Oh, yeah, that shit. I remember. Yeah. Ho- holy fuck.
0: We did watch so that bad. for
1: the season as well.
0: It was so boring. I was so bored. I quit after one episode. Um. Wow. One keeps jumping. Oh, the new JoJo. Uh, part part six, part two. Uh, can we talk about how Netflix killed JoJo?
1: Yeah, it's horrible. I haven't seen part two. It was precisely because of that.
0: It's... Uh, Come on. Well they, they they released part 1 and then they announced that it's going to be a like a what a 4 month hiatus. Yeah. And then they just dropped part 2. They just dropped it. There was no fanfare. It was just like, "Oh, by the way, part 2 is on Netflix now." Later. Hey. And part 2 is amazing. Like I honestly uh part 6 might be my favorite part uh so far. Like I love Joseph Joestar. He's my favorite JoJo. Mm-hmm. But part 6 may very rapidly become my favorite part.
1: Jolin is great. I really like the first part so far. I haven't read the manga. I'm a plebeian. Uh but yeah, well, I need to get onto that. I also need to get on Made in Abyss because I know it's out there. We just haven't had the time to watch it. We've been Dude, watching Made in Abyss is,
0: Maiden Abyss is so uncomfortable. Of course it is. I I do not like Made in Abyss. It's so funny because my wife and I were were kind of these people where it's like I will watch gore, I will watch Hostel, I will watch, I will just watch the most violent and messed up movies. To watch people get murdered. Like, as long as it ain't children or animals, I'll watch people get murdered all day. Love it. Sure. I, I liked um uh, I liked Corpse Party when they did that anime. Uh, because there's this level of just like stupid brutality. Like, there's no point to this. It's just brutal to be brutal. Good Gore.
1: Yeah. Good Gore is yeah. good. Yeah, that's what I yeah. want to say. Made in I abyss.
0: Mm-hmm. Every horrible thing you see is calculated and intentional to get the most impact out of you. Yep. And so, uh, you know, spoilers by the way for the next 30 seconds. Uh, do you do you want spoilers or do you not care? I don't particularly care. I got spoiled okay. on,
1: bo- on everything that happens around Bond Road before the movie came out and I still enjoyed it. So
0: Okay. Um so the second season takes place in two times, uh the past and the present. Oh, sick. Yeah, well, it it takes place, like, you learn about why a city exists at at Layer 6 of the Abyss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think they're at Layer 6 now. Um, You find out that the city's here and that people are living here. (coughs) And you basically find out that there are these cursed artifacts that only children can use. Of course. That will grant wishes. But if you don't, like, I, I think if you don't specify what the wish does... Uh, the Wish will corrupt to do whatever the Abyss wants the Wish to do. Of course, a jerk as Genie, classic. And yeah, for children,
1: right. so you know they, they they won't fucking try to metagame this because they're stupid and children.
0: Yeah, well, and the, the thing is, uh, if you stack Wishes, because you can find multiple of these artifacts, if you stack Wishes, they start interacting with each other. Oh. And oh, so oh. this little girl gets really sick, and they give her... Uh, and so she found out she was infertile. She was in a culture... Where women are just breeders and they're excited to be breeders. They're like, holy crap, I get to be gangbanged my entire life. The because you know, dimension. this main gak, yeah, this main gaka writing a story about a nine-year-old excited to be gangbanged is pretty par for the course. Yeah. At this point, um, yeah. yeah. So uh she wants to have a kid, but she's infertile. Uh and so they give her one of the rocks while she was sick, while she wasn't thinking, and they assume she made the wish of like, I wish I could just have kids. Mm-hmm. And she didn't specify anything. So the abyss corrupts it. And so she gets this like gaping maw in her stomach where she just like oh, gives Jesus. birth to these, these like little rabbit creatures. Oh no. Every single day she gives birth to another one. And the problem is they don't have functioning mouths. So of they course. pretty much, they're still birth within a day. And so you find out. Uh, so then her body just keeps getting like more and more corrupted every day. Every time she gives birth and it becomes like less and less human, she becomes like a birthing tube.
1: Uh huh.
0: Uh, and then before she loses her sanity, it's implied somebody gave her a second wish stone,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, and said, Hey, don't you want to protect the people of this? Don't you want to protect these people that you've been friends with for years? So it doesn't seem
1: like a right idea, but go on.
0: So it assumes that she then wishes to protect everybody. So she has two wishes inside her now. She Mm -hmm. wishes to be a mother and she wishes to protect people. And, uh, so the both wishes corrupt her and she starts becoming like a physical house, like a, a giant house. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. And so she ultimately becomes the village. Uh, everybody who's living in the village is living inside of basically her brainless husk now. Because she she got so big and so large and so like uh, basically Soviet industrialized, she no longer has a brain.
1: Man. And... Uh, it, it takes fucking Made in Abyss to uh, say that, oh yeah, this nine-year-old wants to get uh, get gangbanged is the less terrifying option because the alternative is becoming this cave and female.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so then uh, so then, finally she gets a hold of a third wishing stone. I'm not sure how. And that's the entire premise of the season is the third wish she wishes to destroy herself and everyone living inside her. Mm. And so she gives birth to the new character, Faputa, Faputa. Uh, who is the ultimate daughter. Just 10 out of 10. This, this character, every time I see her, I look at my wife, I'm like, can I, we have kids now?
1: <laughs> More than Prushka? How?
0: Yeah. Well, no, I didn't like Prushka. Oh, you bitch. I didn't like a titty lolly. <laughs> um. So yeah, the, the entire season has been really good, but it's just like, I, I think there were some episodes where after watching it, I looked at my wife and I'm like, can we stop watching now? Can we just start having sex? in that place? Can we stop watching this now? I feel dirty. I have to take a shower. <laughs> Um, but Maiden Abyss, oh, it, it's man. been, it's it's been very good this season. Um,
1: yeah, I I would say it, it, it's it's going to it. Go. On.
0: I have guys who were literally in the sandbox and watched people explode who don't like watching Maiden Abyss. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the last one then, uh, Edge Runners, I guess. Yep, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the
1: series. I didn't expect much from, and got quite quite a lot to be honest. I like it.
0: I uh, I'm going to try to avoid... Well, I I guess it's hard to avoid spoilers with me. <laughs> I will say I like Edgerunners a lot. And the two things that I genuinely like about Edgerunners is that they're true to cyberpunk. Like, yep, you can tell everybody who directed this, wrote it, did anything on it, knew what cyberpunk was.
1: Not just as like a genre, but the setting as well. Because my... Roommate was really excited for 2077 before it came out, and he played that game to death and back. And after we finished the first bunch of episodes, he like started the game again and started taking screenshots. And, like From the first episode, there's like 20 places in the city they show you. They're all from the game. It's like well, modeled one-to-one. Great.
0: Well, his apartment complex is V's apartment complex. His apartment yep. is V's apartment. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, The the, the train
1: station is there, the bar that uh, the the free takes place in, I think, Mm -hmm. is also there.
0: Well, yeah, Afterlife. Um, I will say the one thing, and they they drive this home in the setting, uh, because I think even if you played the tabletop RPG Cyberpunk 2020, they pretty much say your story ends when your character dies. Yep. Um, And that's actually a big emphasis. And they tell you, this was why, um, spoilers for those who haven't beaten the game, they tell you at the very beginning of the game that, like, the story ends when you die. And they yep. told you it in the trailers. They're like, the story ends when you die. It's not how you live as a cyberpunk, it's how you die in the city. Yep. Um, so that when you die in the game at the end, uh, when your brain basically goes to mush, um, you're like, oh wow, they've told me the whole time that I was going to die. And <laughs> yeah. I like in the show that they say like, hey, you're going to die in Runner."
1: Yep. In the, uh, in the game it's basically like, look, look you're going to die, but uh, how will people will remember you? Are we gonna go out in a blaze of glory? Are we gonna just leave the city? Are we gonna gonna let Keanu Reeves take the keys, or are we gonna fucking sell out to the that they'll, they'll, they'll turn you into Keanu Reeves
0: too. Which yeah, is great. exactly? Uh, you at least gonna kill Adam Smasher though.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a bitch in that game. <laughs> Holy
0: shit! Dude, I I will say I really appreciated how much wharf effect they did to get Adam ba- Smasher so scary. Like you have to run from mm. him when you do Keanu Reeves flashback, you're killing everybody. And then Adam Smasher puts you in your place in like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, yeah. Um, so with, with this show, they love, like it is a love letter. Um, I have some issues with the show, like the fact that they killed my favorite character first. <laughs> I am so mad that they killed Pyler.
1: Well, they, they killed David's Small first, uh, technically, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, we're talking about good characters here. <laughs> Um, I just I like the fact that they uh, they showed how horrible trauma teams were like if you don't have insurance they're not going to help you.
1: The the fucking scene in the first episode where like they come to a car crash scene they look at people and they go nope this one doesn't have insurance moving on <laughs> like Jesus Christ.
0: Well, something that I thought was really interesting I think it was episode five was episode the five the one where they were hunting the brain doctor. Ah uh, yeah yeah I think so. Okay. So the sequence, and this was really, really interesting to me because I remember like my wife and I had just gotten married in like, 2012, 2013 or something mm. uh, when the first trailer for Cyberpunk dropped.
1: Oh, shit. It was nine years ago. Yeah. Go on.
0: Yeah, it, w- it was It was. a long time ago. Um, in that trailer, it shows Max Tech coming down on a chick who went cyberpsycho. And like the entire trailer is just a still image that they rotate around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a chick who went cyberpsycho and is sitting in the middle of the street with dead bodies around her. With Mantis arms, and uh, Max Tech is basically shutting her down. Like that's the yeah, entire trailer.
1: Uh, as bullets uh, plays in the background, and at the end, she's part of the Max Tech. They
0: didn't kill her; she joined the team. Oh, was that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I thought they killed her. Um, but in episode five, when he's reliving that brain dance, that's that exact scene from the trailer.
1: It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the you don't realize at first because it is his character instead of her, but it is pretty much him. It's great. Yes. So th- there
0: are a lot of love letters.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? It's more of a homage to that trailer than the fucking game did because Max never shows up aside from one side quest where
0: they do nothing.
1: It sucks. Uh,
0: I thought they. Sh- I thought they showed up that if your police rating got high enough, they would. Come there and is no your police table. rating. Yes, there is. Yeah, you. Um, go go you, play the game and shoot a cop and watch what happens. You turn a corner and they disappear. <laughs> Well, no, but if you if you decide to GTA it like when you were a kid, it gets worse. I don't like know, if it, you don't if you don't run from the cops, it progressively gets worse.
1: The the writing states, uh in a place for, for for so short that I never got to see it, and I played the whole game to completion. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah, no, I
0: got, um, I I man, I'm just thinking about it. My biggest issue with it, um, when it comes right down to it, is you have two characters. It's it's the story of David and Lucy. And and you watched episode seven, right? Yep. And so David has so much character development, uh, even to the point where his entire body develops. Yeah, it's great. And I feel like Lucy doesn't go anywhere. And and yeah, we she- haven't we haven't seen it to the end, but like mm-hmm. I I really you introduce Lucy and Lucy is a person. She is very much a human being. Like uh, she's got personalities. They have her do the whole thing where she like kicks out of a uh, an ambulance backwards in a gurney. Mm-hmm. And rides down the street while he's tripping out from an overdose.
1: Demonic yeah. room Pixie Girl of Cyberpunk, and it was all an act.
0: Yeah, and it was it was great. Uh, you know, all these things they did with her, episode one, episode two, episode three, and mm-hmm. even her backstory you learn later on, like why she's a good net runner. Um, all this is great. But the moment she becomes David's girl, uh, all that is Lucy goes away. I mean, the Netrunner
1: backstory that came after that, but at the same time, I think that they really front-loaded uh, her story, and that's why you might feel like it, uh, because the camera focuses more on David from
0: that point onward. Yeah, but like, okay, but I would say, like, you have Pilar. Pilar made it three whole episodes and died, and I felt like I knew who Pilar was better than I knew who Lucy is, who, mm. who is still alive at the point of, like, me, because I guess everybody dies by the end, but, like... um I, I, I know who Pilar was. I knew who he was inside and out. He was a great character. I know who Rebecca is. I knew who Maine was. I knew who Rodeo was. Or what was her name? Uh, Oreo? Rolio? Uh, Dorio? Dorio. Yeah, I knew who Dorio M- was.
1: M- M- Maine's girlfriend, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Maine's girlfriend. Um, I knew who Dorio was. I knew who all these characters were. Lucy is just like, I'm here to be David's love interest. She wants to go to the moon. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go to the moon. I, I, I'm, I'm mad at corporations because they made me a child farming incident. <laughs> um, like I, I, Lucy could have been a much better character than she was, but because she has to be David's girlfriend, she's not a good character.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of conflicted in what I want to say about Edge Runners because I, I really like it. And I like it in big part because of how breakneck the pacing is, because in oh 10 episodes they, they really squeeze a lot. But at the same time, I feel like they don't get give all characters the screen time they can give because of that. So it's a mixed bag.
0: By the way, um I I want to say episode 5, where uh he wakes up in the Ripper Docks like brain dance and he's surrounded by dead bodies. I got very nervous very fast yeah because you remember uh the scene in the game where you have to go into a snuff brain dance yeah yeah i'm watching that and i'm like i don't want to do this
1: no not again not again please
0: yeah not again i'm not i'm not here for this
1: i already went through one mass murderer's dreams please thank you that that's enough
0: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't need to do this again Uh, one other thing I will like, I I do, at the end of the day, I would give this a 9 out of 10. It is all style, no substance. Um, You are not here to feel bad for the characters as they die. You are here to enjoy a... This
1: is like Redline.
0: This is like Redline. It's beautiful, it's fun to look at, but there's nothing going on. I
1: mean, I think I'm gonna repeat what I'll probably say when I finish it today, uh, which is, I think this is like an 80s OVA it's both to the wall, it's gore, it's very fast, it's beautifully animated bit be when it comes to bodies or mechanical parts. And yeah. the story is decent. I, I like the characters, but at the same time, uh, it's not going to change my life in any way. But holy shit, will I remember that, fuck, uh, that fucking moment when Main just pulls out an arm cannon and splashes a dude all over the ground.
0: Holy shit. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Or or like the sequence where you just like see a person get ripped apart, like point by point by point, like just from the explosion
1: yeah or like when that uh, they're talking with Maelstrom and it's there's no dialogue. There's just fucking screamo metal blasting. and Lucy just cuts people up with monowire. Ah, amazing.
0: Or uh, I actually think the sequence that I thought was probably the best done. It was in episode seven where it showed David going up against like the hulking cyborg uh-huh. and it showed their exchange in slow motion where they're like he's dodging the hammer, he's like getting ready to uppercut him, like all this stuff. And then they show it, it ends, and then they rewind it and show it from the perspective of everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's played second ever for <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly. It, I love that. Um, it's great. Another thing that I truly, genuinely appreciate, it, this is going to sound really weird, but I really like Dorio. Dorio and the is reason? Great. Well, no, the reason I like her is because that character, 90% of the time, especially if an American got a hold of her, um... She would have been a lesbian.
1: <laughs> I see where you're going.
0: No, no, she, she she would have been a lesbian, um, because of her her type of character. Um yep. and 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 one of my wife's biggest complaints, and even mine, is that a lot of times uh you have really good, really powerful female characters and they they're like the type of characters that I feel like a lot of girls should want to aspire to be. And they go, Okay, because you're strong, because you're big, you're obviously a lesbian. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's a my complaint. It's it's like, why can't you make the the why can't you make the crappy little manic pixie dream girl in the corner of the lesbian? Like, why does she have to be the vanilla love interest? I don't want to bone that. I want to bone the eight-foot-tall mountain. That's why Brian of Tarth was such a good character.
1: Doryo is a huge buff woman and her man is even bigger and buffier. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> well, did you see I I didn't realize her legs were cybernetic until the very end. Mm. Yeah, but um, I, I really like Doryo. I really appreciate what they did with her as a character. Um, I, my wife was grossed out the entire time, but the scene where her and Maine are making out and Maine's having a phone call with (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: great. (laughs) Bad moment, kid. Bad
0: moment. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I so far, and I probably will to the end, I enjoy cyberpunk and my wife, like my wife, who's not even super into it because it's all style, no substance she's taking stills from the show to use with her art because of how well-drawn everything is. Like, how well-colored, how well-drawn.
1: The colors, the posing, and the movement of characters is beautiful. And uh, I'm glad you're more or less as far as I am because every time Rebecca pulls out guns, uh, runs them dry, and then pulls out bigger guns, it's like...
0: (laughs) I think my biggest issue with Rebecca is they establish what every character on the team does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dorio and Maine were muscle... Uh, Pilar, I guess uh, he was a techie he wasn't a net runner he was a techie
1: he, he was a techie and he did explosives yeah
0: yeah. Um, they kind of ex- uh, David's the runner uh, he's the actual runner they have Rebecca and Rebecca's supposed to be the guns expert and I don't think I've ever seen her hit anything <laughs> she pro- provides what's it called covering fire <laughs> yeah, I was going to say she is the definition of suppressing fire because <laughs> I don't think she's ever hit anything once um, I also like that when they do the time skip, you see that she's become her brother. yeah,
1: yeah, is, she she does the same party tricks and also got buff got The hands like arms. yeah, it's great.
0: I thought it was adorable when she walked on her hands over to David. That was a great mm. scene.
1: Well, when I have a drink, yeah. I'm not good at just playing friends, you know I'm like damn damn David <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 good. uh one of the other sequences because you could just you could pull this apart and find beautiful scene after beautiful scene. But at the very end of episode six, it reminded me of something Vince Gilligan would do because right. he dashed into the car with Maine's left hand. Uh, he gets into the car and they drive away and it cuts to his face. And all of it is a still image except for his eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like it, it, there's, there's no, there's like I said, I've been saying this the whole time. It's all style, no substance. There is no substance to this anime. And so even a character having a traumatic experience doesn't mean anything because it's so like, <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. but the look of trauma in David's eyes was so well done that even for an anime with no emotional impact whatsoever, that felt great.
1: I think it's impacting me emotionally quite a bit. I, as I said, I grew to like these characters a lot. And even if I didn't know them for very long, they make a strong impression. But episode six in general is just like everything that they portray there with the Cyber Psychos in that finality is
0: just perfect. It's yep. really great. Yeah, I, I I like it a lot. Um also,
1: yeah, spe- speaking of I should the fact that they decided to convey cyber psychosis in the animation by the eyes getting all fucked up and multiplying when somebody looks at you. It's I, I don't know how they got to that, but I like it. I love it.
0: It's so ghost in the shell, it's not even funny. <laughs> it it really was the whole time I was watching. I'm like, this just seems like ghost in the shell, like somebody snapping. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would definitely recommend um because I believe it or not, I don't actually watch stuff anymore. Like um if I'm not playing video games or basically just like listening to red letter media on YouTube, I'm pretty much not watching anything anymore. I'm getting disconnected from a lot of media, but I am Moffy. binging cyberpunk.
1: is like, we got to record. We got to record. No, I didn't watch shit. Why do you ask?
0: <laughs> well, like I told you, like I'm watching Isekai Uncle. I'm watching yeah, Made yeah. Abyss and I'm, I'm still watching One Piece.
1: Oh yeah, I suppose. Uh, no, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like as I said, I'm, nowadays we've mostly been watching X Files, and that's not very anime. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm glad we got to sit down and do something, anything today because I missed you guys. At least ju- uh, today it's just you, but hopefully next time it'll be more.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I really and like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I didn't even do a Patreon plug, and Mike is probably gonna want to like string my nuts for that. But this episode is just to let you guys know we're not dead. Um, we're not dead, we all work, um, and Tiddy and I are the only ones who... By the way, the reason I call you Tiddy is because pronouncing your name as your like, weird Polish spelling is like, t- t- wait a- blah- blah- blah, I can't do it. I'm physically incapable of making my tongue bounce like that.
1: Well, no, a no, secret, it's impossible in Polish as well. That's the trick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that video I sent you about like the Nazi officer trying to enter a Polish dude's name. Grzegorz <laughs> Brzecištěkiewicz.
1: <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> Polish movie. It's called uh, How I Started World War II, and it's basically about a guy bubbling his way through the entire period and causing shit by being a bubbling idiot.
0: It's great. <laughs> so it's it's Mr. Bean?
1: Yeah, pretty much, but uh, he it's much more intentional than Mr. Bean because that, that's not his real name, but he's trying to troll that Nazi officer by, by oh, okay. using that name.
0: Yeah, that's uh actually it's funny you should mention this. Uh so I don't watch stuff, but in all the years, because my dad was a huge British cinephile, he was like a BBC file, which I realize, mm-hmm. like out of context, sounds horrible. Um, he loved British programming; like he he watched uh, Mad Adder. Uh, he watched the original Doctor Who's back in the day, back when it was still black and white.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, m- he loved Monty Python; like my dad loved British television. In all this time, he never showed me a show called Spitting Image, which I guess was like one of the UK's most popular satires. Okay, like if you're As
1: someone who who's also very much into Monty Python. I never heard of that, so go on. Okay,
0: Spitting Image is a puppet show. It's mm-hmm. it's a very um it's a very heavily satirical puppet show, and it's definitely left leaning. Like if you have left leaning politics, you probably like Spitting Image more than a conservative. Um, because mm-hmm. I mean it's it's British humor. Like, it, and and understand this is actually something that that's really interesting. Um, I know nobody likes Count Dankula here. Um, I know <laughs> even mentioning his name, people don't like him. Yeah. Uh, but Count Dankula is famous for saying, he's like, you guys don't understand. You all think like you guys here are they like, oh, yeah, Count Dankula is based and he's right wing. He's like, if I took my politics that I have now in the UK, you know, I'm, I'm considered like very right wing here in the UK. Yep. If I went to America, you guys would call me a liberal cuck. <laughs> um, and, and it's true, because if you actually like hear some of Count Dankula's, I, I know he's got like some really messed up politics because he's just a troll. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think he's actually still for, like, socialized transportation and whatnot. And you try to tell an American conservative that, and they'll skin you alive.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I don't appreciate him mostly because, uh, especially recently... With the Rowan Wade, I think. I think the, his first inst- instinct was oh to troll, troll people online. And you know what? No, not the time. Do, do no, that no, 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 no. Because
0: <laughs> he did it again. He did it again <laughs> when the queen died. Did you see what happened?
1: No, 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 I didn't.
0: Okay, so the one thing I will say about Count Daikula is if he sees an opportunity, it doesn't matter if it's sacred or not, he will jump on it. So I, I always appreciate when somebody is an unbashed troll. Like when they when they are 100% there to troll. Mm-hmm. And so when Roe versus Wade happened, he pretended to be a Supreme court justice mm-hmm. and everybody was believing it too, because he even changed his picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw
1: that. That, that. That's what I meant. Yeah. Exactly.
0: When the queen died, he pretended to be like a nobile, like an actual like British nobile. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was something like, I, I don't remember exactly what happened because believe it or not, I don't pay attention to a lot of this stuff anymore, but he pretended to be a British noble involved in her death. Mm-hmm. And, I guess, like, all of Twitter was believing that he was, like, you know, incompetently responsible for bumbling her medication or something.
1: Oh, that shit, yeah. I also saw the news item that Samuel Hyde, MD, was responsible for busting the
0: (laughs) Speaking of which, um, I've I've really lost my favor for Sam Hyde in recent years. Oh, really? Why? Uh, Well, I I liked Sam Hyde a lot when he was doing uh, Million Dollar Extreme. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's, there's there's this point where it's like, oh, wow, you actually hate women. Oh, no. Well, like, so, like, I, I enjoyed Million Dollar Extreme. And out of context, without knowing who Sam Hyde is, a lot of skits are really funny. Like the coffee table skit. I think the coffee table skit is one of the funniest, like, skits. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. The one where they're at the dinner party and he trips the dude's wife and, like, hits her in that. If you watch it frame by frame, not only does he trip her, he, like, slams his beer bottle against her head as she goes down. <laughs> oh, God. And he's like talking to him. He's like, hey, man, your wife broke my coffee table. He's like, but you <laughs> tripped my wife. It's like, it's, it is it's is the dumbest skit, but you find out that like he – like the more you watch him, the more you're like, oh, yeah, you're actually a bad person. Mm, like you know. hate women. You I, I mean like his whole thing with Hassan Piker right now, like I, I don't know who either of these people are. Uh, I assume Hassan's a piece of crap because I saw him like – uh, Son reacts to the queen's death, and it was like the worst YouTube thumbnail I'd ever seen.
1: You can't trust anyone that does that, thumbnails with their face on it. They're, they're yeah. not respectable people.
0: Yeah. So like, I I, 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 I'm kind of burned out on Sam Hyde. He's a bad. He's a person who, like, I, I can honestly when, when when he when Million Dollar Extreme first got dropped by uh, Adult Swim, I didn't get it because my mindset mm-hmm. was like. Why is Eric Andre still on an Adult Swim then? Like he's hyper political too, uh, because he went to the DNC and the RNC during the 2020 elections and clowned oh. on everybody. And so I, I didn't get it, but like years later, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see why you'd want to drop Sam Hyde. I
1: see. I'll be honest. All I know about Sam Hyde are the fucking memes that blame him for everything. For I everything, that some I was- poor, for some poor guy had a comedian.
0: No, uh, he is. Uh, he, he is. Um, I, I mean, it, it's hard to really describe it without like my buddies that getting at me, and be like, oh, you 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 go into the leftists, you get, you you could become the liberal cock, and I'm like, no, I, I really just I'm burned out on Sam Hyde. Like I'm, I I don't find him entertaining anymore. Politics
1: are which comedian you laugh at, and the more you laugh, the more left or right winning you are. <laughs> that that's all uh, there
0: is. Well, I'll be honest with you, I've never met a funny left wing comedian. Wait, I think the, wait. The, the, well,
1: I, I'm sure it's secreting in my brain now, but I don't remember any names and I can't bring any counter examples. Damn it!
0: Well, Bo Burnham's definitely left leaning, and my biggest mm. issue with Bo Burnham is he thinks he's God's gift to the world. And even though he dabs on it, he's like, "Oh, look, I'm acknowledging that as a male comedian, I think I'm the best thing ever." But it's like, but you do, yeah. Like it's it's not a meme when you actually think that uh, Monty Python, I guess I don't know, <laughs> and, and maybe Robin Williams because mm. Robin Williams is timeless, and I love him. But, uh, yeah, there you go, Mike. There you go, Mike. You're not in an episode of Tid and I civilly talk about politics. Get wrecked, nerd. Impossible. Yeah, right. So, I, I think that's it, man. Uh, anything else you got?
1: Uh, no, watch my garbage. <laughs> that's
0: it. Yep. And uh, I'm working on a video because I got stuck in the middle of nowhere for a week and I played Parkitect for 32 hours, I think. Mm-hmm. Over the course of How, five days, I played 32 that hours. that, um, did you enjoy Roller Coaster Tycoon? Hell yeah, I did. Oh. Then by Parkitect. Sure. That, that That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, that's that enjoyed- not like my jam. Recently, yeah, I bought a game that was called Tavern Master, which is still in early release, which, because I thought, oh, hey, building the tavern. Is it, uh, yep, is it Tavern
0: on. Master, or is it, um, one sec, I have it on GOG. I think I know what you're talking about. I'll pull it up GOG while we talk right now. Uh, Go go ahead, keep going.
1: No, no, I just want to say that uh, it seemed like a fun idea, you know, building a tavern as like a city builder, uh, but they definitely undercook a lot of their systems, and I built barracks with nothing but wooden furniture and scarce uh, uh, decorations, but because it was so fucking dense, I still got enough prestige to get the king and the queen sit on my shitty desks uh, and and eat food. So, eh.
0: Uh, I'm actually going to talk about this. Uh, da, 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 own games. I'm actually like pulling it up right now. Uh, Crossroads Inn. Is that what it's called?
1: No, the one I played is Tavern Master. What is Crossroads Inn?
0: Never mind. Uh, never mind. Uh, Crossroads okay. Inn was big because it's like, hey, we're going to create this this tavern simulator. And then, like, they were later like, by the way, if you pay a dollar, you can watch your guests have sex in their rooms.
1: Oh, base. I need to buy that. Yeah.
0: I'm like, what <laughs> the hell? Like, what is this? Um,. No, so I'm working on a video for it right now and I probably shouldn't admit this because that's going to guarantee that I'll never finish the video. Classic. In Parkitect, um, I had a theory because, you know, you can always, like, I've been cheesing this game because once you play something for enough hours, you just start cheesing it unrepentantly.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I've been cheesing the ever-living daylights out of it. And so I was curious about, because they want to see decoration. They want to see immersion. So what mm-hmm. I did is I completely decorated my park uh, with the ground was made out of magma rocks. So it looked like a burning hell. <laughs> and my sure. rule was that I could only decorate with uh, corrugated steel and rocks. <laughs> and so I had one park that was like this, uh, this like uh, alien worlds park where I had like a bunch of like exotic flowers and I had a bunch of like giant mushrooms and fungus. Mm-hmm. And it has like uh, an environment radi- rating of 50 of 100. Because at one point in my park, guests can see where like employees grab boxes to move to the stores. Mm-hmm. So its environment rating is fifty out of hundred. This other park, I blocked all of the uh, all of the shops. Uh, I blocked all of the shops with corrugated metal, just yeah. by, like ugly corrugated metal, and put rocks everywhere. And it has a environment score of ninety five. <laughs> Welcome to Brutalist Park. He's efficient, huh Yeah, exactly. It's like, as long as they don't see the plebeians, like, building their park, or, like, working in their park, they're happy.
1: The most American game there is. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that, that's been the podcast. Hopefully, we'll have better content in the future. I know Frog, who's been dead for years now, is like, I, you know, at first he said he was busy, and I believed him. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you always want to believe your friends. I honestly think Frog lost interest. And he's only coming back because he loves Chainsaw Man. <laughs> I mean... Sorry, I, they're I'm only coming back because it. they like Chainsaw Man. I screwed that one up, but my apologies.
1: Well, uh, oh. we, Frog was able to work on editing my video on Chainsaw Man, so I've got no counter arguments here, honestly.
0: <laughs> well, he, yeah, they worked on it because it was Chainsaw Man. It's and, a manga, by the way, watch it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being mean to Frog right now because I like Frog and I want to spend more time with Frog. So there, there you go. That, that's that's what happened. One of us actually Ed, had a baby. Egg, I'm egg, I'm I'm pretty sure is in the same boat as frog. I think egg lost interest too. Um, egg egg just fell off a boat and died somewhere in Massachusetts. I I will say Lardo has been our sleeper MVP. Yeah, Lardo is like
1: fucking coming through every time, be it editing yep. or having to be on the podcast. As long as he's not at work, which unfortunately he does he does work. Yeah, banger
0: absolutely lardo has been such a such a gift and then we we have mike who's held the whole thing together for years
1: and mike is about to stop someone and commit domestic terrorism if somebody comes with a complaint at his work again
0: oh my gosh i so like do you talk to mike outside of this podcast like do you have other discords that you talk to mike in
1: not not discords but sporadically i just uh we chat personally or dm on twitter or some shit like that yeah
0: Oh, see, if I DM him, it's usually something like, uh, hey, do you mind if I take the podcast in this direction? He's like, well, you just gave me another ulcer, Moth.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't judge him. No, uh, no not at all.
0: I, I do it to give him ulcers.
1: <laughs> That's how you know it's true love. Yep. Uh, but usually it's either about uh, games or coincidentally, because he or I posted some some bullshit on Twitter that sparked the discussion. That just
0: happens. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm so, not a sociable person. I'm like on 20 Discord servers and they're all muted.
0: Oh yeah, no, like I, I, like I said, I'm definitely in a Discord filled with white supremacists for the sole purpose because they have really good memes.
1: The most pings I got recently is because Project Moon is releasing a new game and the head janitor stepped down because it turned out to be a gush and he's like, I can't support that anymore. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you you can have some good gotchas. Um, there was actually one that came out on Steam not too long ago where you paid for the full game and then it was a gotcha game, but you couldn't pay to roll gotcha in real life anymore. Once you bought the game, that was it. What was that? Holocure? Uh, I, I don't I don't remember. Uh, one of my buddies and I talked about it a while ago. It's it's just a it's a gotcha game. It's a gotcha waifu game, but you pay for the game and then you will eventually get all the waifus inside of it because it's single player. That's based. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, yep. Yeah, so now I'm gonna go play Cyberpunk 2077 because I'm stuck at the Pan Am missions right now and it keeps breaking my game. Pan oh my Am for whatever reason, dude. My save is like uh, my save is like two years old, oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Pan Am randomly stops driving all the time. <laughs>
1: oh god uh i recently i have, actually because of edge runners i recently was like hey can we all agree that judy uh is better than carrie who is better than river because just because he's a fucking cop and he's still better than potham and everyone, everyone was like yeah yeah actually <laughs> Why are the I, best love interests in the game gay that's not fair I,
0: i've kind of grown up a bit and i'm, I'm kind of of the opinion anymore like I, I don't need a romance in my video games Yeah, same. But the fact that Pan Am is the heterosexual option seems like a huge slap in the face.
1: (laughs) I mean, you could play a girl at Date River. He's cool.
0: (laughs) No, you know who I want to bag, but you can't bag. Yeah. At the very beginning of the game, when they're kind of doing like pseudo tutorial missions, when you're still with your buddy, Mm -hmm. um, there's that corpo chick where if you run the corpo backstory. Yeah. um, There's the one where you can like manipulate her a little bit. and She's like an alpha chick. Mm hmm uh that that that's the one i would go after
1: i mean yeah you uh you can have a one i sent her with her and get a deal out of that that's true
0: yeah that, and that that's pretty much it but i'm like i i want to i want to continue that because if you give me pan am i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> let me bang wakako i'd take her over pan am <laughs> you know
1: what yeah that's fair actually <laughs> Oh, so. man. But yeah, we with the car, she just died on my run because I decided, you know what? I'm not fucking over Maelstrom. And then I just shot all of them anyway in another mission. So <laughs> <laughs> So there
0: you go. There's our uh, there's our opinion on everything. We're uh, we're still alive. Uh, yeah, and we'll hopefully keep coming back.
1: Yeah, maybe hopefully some good anime will come out. Actually, you know what? Fucking next season is going to be a banger. So hey, here's yeah. hoping.
0: I, I, I don't know. I I know this is not surprising because it's a Moth take, but I'm not survive, sur- Like I'm not excited for Chainsaw Man.
1: No, the, the, uh, I know you're not. But uh, Mob Psycho is getting a third season. I'm very excited for that.
0: Oh, uh, I think Golden Kamui season four starts next season too. Oh yeah,
1: the manga finished, uh, right?
0: Yeah, uh, the manga finished, and 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 uh, so spoilers because I'm the only person who gives a crap about uh, the manga. I was about manga, to say I need to get on that. So the the manga ran as a seinen, and so a huge fear a lot of fans had was that. Sugimoto was going to basically groom Aserpa into being his child wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't you don't know any of these characters.
1: Uh, I know their faces but not, not their names,
0: but okay. Sugimoto's the main character and Aserpa is the Ainu girl that basically it's his cute item the entire series. That's
1: that's what I assumed, yeah.
0: Yeah. So everyone was afraid that like the mangaka was going to write it so that Sugimoto and Aserpa bone. Uh instead, he uh, spoiler Sugimoto and Aserpa both live and Sugimoto decides to spend the rest of his life living in her village nice yeah so it's 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 like the ending that everybody's like holy crap he didn't groom a child and he didn't die yay <laughs> Woo, so, for once yeah right so uh yep yeah, there we go there's been the podcast not excited for chainsaw man expect me to complain about it when the episode airs see you then yep and see you next time Bye-bye. so, now you're so sick. I